Hey, this is Jade from The Scene, and I'm here with a very special guest. Um, we're, we're in talking about the acting scene and the film scene here in Vancouver, the theater scene. Um, Damien, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, uh, so my name is Damon Bradley Jang. Uh, I'm a multidisciplinary performing artist uh, here in Vancouver. I'm a teacher, a public relations professional. I'm a graduate from the Capilano University Musical Theatre Program, an alumni from the inaugural Bachelor of Performing Arts degree program, which is also at CapU. Uh, in addition to that, I'm the co-artistic director of Fabulous Theatre, which is a non-profit performing arts company uh, providing paid opportunities for artists of all abilities, uh, especially those from marginalized and diverse backgrounds. That's amazing. That's a pretty awesome resume, got to say. Um what made you choose CAP? Like, um, I, I've noticed there's a bunch of different uh, theater programs and, and acting programs around Vancouver. Why? Uh, what made you choose? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Actually, I started, well, when I first graduated from high school, uh, I auditioned for three different programs. Um, uh, AMDA, the American Academy of Musical uh, Dramatic Arts uh, in New York, uh, CCPA, and Studio 58. I, I kept didn't even have a musical theater program uh, <laughs> back back then. This is how this is how old I am. So this was back in 2003, 2004 yeah. when I just graduated from uh, from high school. And so uh, I actually got into uh, all three programs. And my parents were like, "Yeah, there's no way in hell you're going to New York. We're not paying, you know, fifty thousand uh, dollars in tuition in addition to housing." So that was out. Um, CCPA was only a two-year program with a with an um, with an extra optional third year. Plus, I'd have to live in Victoria, which is like I wasn't super prepared to leave the comforts of home yet. Uh, so then I decided to go to Studio Fifty Eight, and um, I did uh, uh, I did a year there, and I realized well, I uh, it was a really intense program, and I don't think that I was ready for it at the time. Uh, it, I was just uh, such a new performer in, in, in the world. And um, I hadn't got a lot of real world experience. So going from a high school where you were sort of the, the top of your program to a, a, a program that has the best uh, of the best from all over the country really was a bit of a, a mind trip for, for me in, in learning how to collaborate with other people and, and not worrying about uh, other people's abilities. So um, I had a hard time uh, in, in the program uh, being true to myself and, and doing the work for myself. So eventually, uh, w which is a practice that they, this is a practice that they often do with a lot of students, but they, they asked me to take um, a semester off to just kind of focus myself and reevaluate my craft. And, you know, at the time, I didn't realize that that, that was a, an, a normal thing, that a lot of people take time off and come back, and they come back even stronger. I just kind of was like, oh, you guys hate me, and I'm not right for this program. <laughs> so I, uh, I went immediately, and I, I applied to the, the CAP Musical Theater Program, uh, which was just in its first or first year. Um, and I applied, and I got in, and, you know, I... Uh, the rest is history. You know, I, I ended up staying there for, for three years and I decided not to go back to studio. And in some, in some respects, I, 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 I do um, kind of regret uh, not sticking it through or, or going back. I would have really 
loved um, that level of training. Not that I didn't love my time at CAP. I really, really enjoyed it, and it really made me the type of um, performing artist that I am today with the training I did at CAP. But um, I think it was a little bit more... Uh, studio uh, was a little bit more focused to the types of things that I was, you know, really interested in learning by the time I was in my third year at um, at CAP. Right, 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 right. So interesting, but between the two programs, um, if someone was coming just out of high school, once again, just like you back in the past, what which program would you suggest uh, for them? Would you suggest maybe starting at cap and then switching over? Or do you think like going hard? Like, like what advice would you have for someone coming straight out of uh, a high school or just wanting to get into it? Yeah, I get this question a lot because I, I, I teach a lot of high school students. Um, and really the, the, the question is you have to do a, a cost benefit analysis with yourself, you know, do the research and find out not just cap and, and, and um, not just the, the cap musical theater or the acting for stage and screen program um, and the, and the C D program, but look at all the different programs, Douglas college, Trinity uh, mm-hmm. Western uh, look at programs that are not offered in BC uh, CCP. Uh, well, not CCP is on the Island uh, Sheridan Grant McEwen Randolph in Toronto, uh, you know, George Brown, there's tons of, uh, of schools all over and you kind of have to just look at sort of your evaluation and, and your needs. Do you want to, um, do you have the finances to be able to uh, move to a different place uh, and, and live and work and, and still and focus on your school? What do you want to be learning? You know, are you strictly musical theater? Are you wanting to do more classical, um, like they focus on uh, classical and contemporary, like they focus on at UBC? Are you wanting to do sort of a well-rounded um, education and, and not worry about academia? And that's more studio in, in, its, in its conservatory style training. Although Studio 58 grads can now uh, go off and take a fourth year level uh, degree program, which is what I did. Um, the Bachelor of uh, the Bachelor of Performing Arts program is a one-year capstone for CAP uh, UBC. Well, basically, CAP uh, Studio Fifty Eight, um, VCC, and Douglas College. Anybody who has three years of performing arts training can go and get their fourth-year capstone. Uh, it's a capstone year, basically. So that's cool. It, that's it cool. gives you that that degree. Uh, if you want to continue on with academia in a master's program, or if you just want to have a bachelor's degree for the sake of having a bachelor's well, degree, well, but- that's that, that's definitely one of the the big things. Is you know, I remember when I was um, uh, a penis coming out of high school, and my parents were like, "Oh, you know, you should just go to Cap and study jazz." And I'm like, "I don't really want to do that." And they were like, "Oh, you should go to uh, you know UBC and study classical." And I'm like, "I don't really want to do that either." But the only reason was is because you could get like bachelor's in music and things like, like they wanted me to have that degree so bad um, of course yeah <laughs> and and it's like they weren't really concerned about what type of education as long as i ended up with a bachelor at the end of it because they knew yeah. that having that just opens a lot more doors even yeah, in, yeah. E- even in the creative world like i know no one's really coming up to you and and being like what was your uh grade point average in uh in, in college <laughs> yeah exactly you know but um um, with that in mind, like when leaving, uh, you know, the, the realm of college and post-secondary and entering the real world, um, do you think you were, were well, 
you know, well-trained for not only just like doing what that, uh, what, what you were trained in, but also like, you know, because you moved on to being a co-director, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was years later. I mean, that was, uh, I mean, I graduated from CAP in 2009 and I didn't form my company, uh, until 2017. So there was quite a there was quite a significant amount of time uh, in between, you know, where my focus post graduating was just focusing on forging my career as a professional actor in stage and in film and things like that. And I didn't even have like that trajectory wasn't was always kind of up and down for me, anyways. So yeah, I, I think that my program absolutely uh, prepared me, you know, in the in the areas of. Um, being an actor or being a very commercial uh, actor and just like, you know, having monologues ready to go, having songs ready to go, being up to date with, with dance calls and, and being connected to the industry professionals. Uh, one thing that I uh, didn't um, really get a lot of experience in, but I did in my undergraduate program was the administrative side, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the forming of a company, uh, writing grants, um, payroll, digital and social media marketing, you know, branding yourself. I mean, the program has evolved and and changed a lot since I graduated. And I know that they are incorporating more business practices in, uh, in, in your third year at, at cap. So, um, I I can't really speak to how it is uh, now, but when I went there and on my third year, we were only the third year of the program. (laughs) And, you know, so they're still trying to figure things out about, you know, what our industry needs are. And, and of course, any program that's new, it's going to evolve and change uh, based on, you know, trends in society and, and, and what actors and artists are, are needing. So I'm, I'm fully confident that, uh, you know, you get as, you know, you get what you put into it. And so, you know, uh, people who go to CAP or Studio 58 or really whatever program, you know, whatever you put into it, you're going to be able to, to get out, you know, threefold as long as you put the work in. For sure. For sure. Now with that, and as you're talking about social media and the, the, the evolution of the times and whatnot, it's very true. Like, what do you think uh, has been the impact of uh, social media, like especially things like Instagram um, and uh, places where it's like um, like TikTok, where um, you're basically having to upload daily, uh, especially with Instagram, like on a daily basis, almost hourly basis in order to stay relevant and have a following kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then how important is that to being an actor? Because I know that, uh, some actors are very active on social media, whereas some are a little more reserved. But still, they still keep up with a lot of the the social media musts because they have to be accessible to their fan base. Yeah, yeah. I think it really depends on the type of artist that you are. I mean, obviously, uh, if you're if you're more of a digital uh, artist, you know things like uh, you, you know, if you're a TikTok star, YouTube or on film, then yeah, a digital medium like, you know, TikTok or, or YouTube or, or fa- um, Facebook, Instagram is, is really important to keep your branding uh, clean and making sure that you understand your branding and, and, and knowing that you as a, as an artist are a marketable brand, you are your own 
business. So, I mean, I think it's helpful. I don't necessarily think it's completely necessary. I mean, one, one thing, one takeaway that I'm getting from a lot of uh, webinars that I'm watching about, um, you know, casting director sessions and, and, and artist sessions is that, you know, it's definitely good to have a website because a lot of times casting will go to, you know, if they're looking you know, uh, through your IMDb or they're, you know, they, the, they, they look at your name, they're going to go to your website. They're going to, they're going to put you in Instagram. They're going to type in your Facebook. So making sure that you, um, you know, you maintain some level of professionalism. If you're going to have a, uh, you know, a public, you know, if, if you're, um, because if you're becoming an emerging star on a, on a TV series or in, you know, in, for in theater or, or, or as a musician or whatever, it's important to, you know, either, you know, have a separate account for your professional, uh, life and then a personal account or making sure that your personal account is, you know, somewhat professional. You're not posting, you know, drunk selfies <laughs> all the time because, you know, uh, employers, uh, not just in, in the entertainment field, but just in the workforce will, will go to those platforms just to see what type of person you are. Because oftentimes it's, I think it's silly that, uh, that an employer will go to someone's personal social media and be like, oh, well, they, they got drunk in that, you know, in, 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 you know, to, uh, a year ago on a Friday night and they posted it. They're yeah. unprofessional and unqualified to do this job. So, but you know, it, it, it gives a good uh, indication to the type of person you are. So it's never a bad idea to have it. I just don't think that it's a, um, a, a full on requirement, but I just, I think that if you do want to be a, um, a working artist that you should have some sort of digital platform uh, to showcase your work that is accessible, either Instagram, Facebook, a website, um, you know, a, a, a LinkedIn, whatever, you know, finding something that works for you that you can continuously update and uh, make sure that it has relevant information and it showcases you in the best light for, uh, for the workforce. I, I completely agree. And one of the, the trends I've seen very recently on Instagram is for actors, as you said, to have a separate uh, thing with their personal and with their, their acting, right? Like um, they have an Instagram set up directly for their acting page, um, mm -hmm. just as like as people made Facebook pages. But instead of like having, oh, here's a daily selfie that they upload on their, on their feed and whatnot, what it is is there's, it's basically like a um, like a demo reel. You can go on their Instagram and there's little clips of all the things they've been in. Uh, there's mm -hmm. nothing really over personal. Uh, they have their story, which you can watch, which is like what they keep up to date. But that disappears after 24 hours. So it's right. not like you have to slog through all the selfies or, you know, hashtag workout as you're trying to see, oh, where's the newest headshot? Or, you know, if someone finds you and they find your Instagram and it's easy, like, oh, cool, there's the headshot. Here's a couple of clips. And then it's um, a good tool that way. And as you said, you know, having a digital footprint uh, is perfect for when people want to find you and find out more about you, especially mm -hmm. um, agents and casting directors and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely think that having that accessible, having that work accessible is, uh, is, is never a bad thing. And I always tell uh, people, especially young actors, is like, make sure you keep and save everything, you know, even like, even if it's not the, the, the best work, you know, keep it. Cause you never know what, you know, when you're going to need something or, 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 or something is going to be useful. So, you know, keep, keep track of all of your uh, press statements that you got yeah. keep track of, you know, uh, any recordings that you may have uh, that you can use in a demo reel, 
Um, you know, if you're, if you're doing self tapes, you know, if, and if you feel really confident about posting that, you know, post it, you know, because again, like you said, creating a digital footprint, a digital footprint with accessible media for people to find is never a bad thing, especially if you're creating a brand about who you are as an artist, you know, singer, songwriter, an actor, a, uh, a dancer, a, you know, a stunt coordinator, whatever, you know, people want to see that all of your, your brands are sort of connected. So when they see, they connect you with, with something. So it's like, Oh yeah, that guy, uh, I know that he's a, um, you know, a singer dancer and he, he's got a really strong focus on musicianship because I saw, you know, him post something on his Facebook or I saw something on his Instagram story and it, and it made me tune in and engage with him. And, you know, who knows? There's, I've, I've heard numerous times of people booking jobs based on, uh, you know, and Facebook posts and, and stuff like that. I, I certainly have booked work through, um, through Facebook posts. So, you know, it's definitely a great tool. Well, and that's the thing, right? And as you said, being accessible and, you know, when I'm looking for, actors or anyone to to fill a job that i'm trying to to fill um you know like i do look on on their facebook page and uh uh it's nice to be there to, to go and they have you know a nice profile photo or they have a link right into there to a website that i can go okay cool here's all their acting stuff or oh cool mm-hmm. they own this facebook page which is them and it's just easy peasy you know um especially with the, all the Facebook communities, all the Facebook groups and that kind of stuff in Vancouver. That's where a lot of the indie uh, people make all their connections, right? Everyone is on those Facebook groups. They post, oh, cool, I'm, you know, ca- casting for this uh, sci-fi horror film for, uh, you know, the Run and Gun Film Festival that's coming up. And then mm-hmm. people jump on. And it's it's the connections around Vancouver are are crucial and if you don't put your your best foot forward you can get lost very fast yeah absolutely i mean it's always it's always a good idea to make sure you stand out from the crowd and you know in a in a good professional positive light you know there's so many artists in the city that and so many different programs like you know this kind of goes back to our earlier conversation about choosing a school uh you know with uh, Veda and VFS and um, you know the and Foundry and Shoreline. There's there's dozens and dozens of private institutions that that pump out actors every single year, and we're mm-hmm. all vying for the same roles, the same five roles, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, in film and TV and in in in, in theater. And so it's like, what can I do personally to make myself stand out above? everyone else and and it always comes down to like worth at work ethic drive passion and um ingenuity you know like how can i use those stool tools to not be an asshole and be like hey look at me look at me look at me but like in an organic authentic way be able to present yourself to go hey i'm this person and i have these skills and i'm unique because of this and, you know, someone is going to be able to see that and see through, you know, they're going to see that you have got training, but they're also going to see the type of person you are based on, you know, your, uh, your ingenuity and your passion and your creativity and, and your ability to stand out. Um, that's going to book you more than someone who, who isn't, who isn't driven, who isn't, doesn't have that same level of passion, who just wants 
instant gratification and thinks, oh, I'm good looking and I have a modicum of talent, so therefore I should be booking work. No, that's yeah. not how life works. You need to you need to be a hustler uh, and you need to do it in an authentic, organic way to make yourself stand out. Exactly. And I, I think that speaks very true for, for young, um, inspiring people and also... Uh, you know, people that have years of, 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 of acting and things under their belt, you know, it's, 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 as you said, like you have to be accessible and you have to be workable with, um, you know, even if you've worked on iZombie, uh, Supergirl, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then you're, you know, like you're vying for a lead role in, in this indie film, uh, you know, it, it really, you know, you're, you're you're you have to be uh, workable with. You can't come in with an ego or and like, oh yeah, you know, I've already booked this. You know, like I deserve a trailer and uh, you know a private yacht. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the best piece of advice that I've ever gotten was from one of my profs who said everyone is replaceable. So it's like at any moment. If you are being a diva or if you have some sort of uh, gravitas or if you go in with any kind of attitude, boom, in an instant, you can be fired and replaced yep. just like that. Nothing is secure in our industry and nothing is forever. So you need to make sure that you are uh, going, you're a gracious, um, a gracious person that is easy to work with uh, because oftentimes hard work will trump talent, you know, because you can learn to be good, but you can't learn to be uh, <laughs> a, a good, you know, good worker, especially if you're, if you, if you, if you're not. Exactly. I mean, look, look at uh, Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen. He was that show and they still replaced him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, thanks, thanks for coming, chatting. I know we were going to chat about you know staying creative uh, during the whole uh, uh, Corona, um, but I think we've covered some great advice for um, people of all uh, levels, and I can't wait to put this podcast out. And uh, um, thanks again for joining me. Awesome, thanks so much. No problem. I hope you have a great day, and uh, we'll chat again in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Too. Have a good day. You too. Okay. Bye. Hey, so that was uh, Damon Jang. Uh, he's awesome, amazing. Uh, I will post some links down below to go check out. Uh, he writes for On Stage Blog. Uh, he, uh, as he said, he's, he's the co-director of Fabulous Theater. Uh, go check those things out. Give him some support. And uh, thanks uh, for all you guys for tuning in. Check out our other podcasts. Uh, check out our YouTube page, which has all uh, full of videos and tips and tricks and interviews and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and thanks everyone for supporting the scene. Keep rocking. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.